Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is soul business, not big business. I don't know about you, but I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart
The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Good evening and welcome to the light of Portland where we have gathered together to praise, to worship, to magnify the name of our Lord God, Savior, Jesus the Christ. We greet you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Good evening to you all. I hope and pray that you have enjoyed that hour. Amen. Uh, Maybe you got a nap in before it was time to do something else. But I hope and pray that you redeem the time on today. We just honor God for giving us this opportunity to come together to worship, to magnify him, and to lift him up. Psalms 138 says, I will give thanks with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the heavenly beings. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your constant love and truth. You have exalted your name and your promise above. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased strength within me. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. I read Psalms 138, verses 1 through 3. Thank God for each of you joining us on tonight. We honor the men and women God, men and women of God that make this platform possible. We thank God for uh, the Butterfields, amen, uh, and their work that God has assigned their hands and to our very own Pastor Sherelle Pennington and all the men and women of God that preach week after week and pray week after week on this line. We come together that we may be strengthened in prayer and empowered by the word of God. And so I welcome you tonight to the light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black, and I bring greetings from the City of Roses. Tonight we are just excited about what God has in store for us. Uh, Tonight our speaker is Lady Beth Stryber. She's going to come and bring a mighty word on tonight. And leading us to the throne of grace is our very own Pastor Pamela Laws. So we just truly are excited that these women of God had a yes in their belly tonight to share with us in prayer and preaching. Uh, We're going to make a few announcements. We're going to have prayer. We're going to have a song of preparation. And then the next voice you will hear will be that of our I want to tell you about what's happening in our city. Um, There's so much going on, and I just do, I do have a few announcements that I want to share with you. There will be a three-day revival at the Highland Christian Center. It will begin November 18th, 19th, and the 20th. They will start um, on the 18th at 7 o'clock p.m., And on the 19th and the 20th, which is Saturday and Sunday, they will start at 6.30 p.m. This is at Highland Christian Center. Um, Their special guests will be uh, Kingdom Sound, Minister Steve and Johanna McCoy, Minister Dominique Weeks, Weeks, and Encounter, Minister Lamont Williams, Pastor Joseph Minnie. Manaway, Bishop Gary Tyson, Pastor J. Walter Hills II. This is a revival that you do not want to miss. Mark your calendars, invite your family and friends to this three-day revival at the Highland Christian Center. And we know that Highland Christian Center is located 76 and Gleason. I'm looking at the flyer here, and I don't see the address, but it is on 76 and Gleason. You can't miss it. Again, those dates are November 18th, 19th, and the 20th. also want you to know that the African American Health Initiative will be sponsoring Beat the BT. That's Beat the Blood Pressure. They will be sponsoring a bowling event. For all those who would like to come out and bowl, on November the 12th, you must arrive by 1 o'clock p.m. You must call an RSV and save your spot. 
Um, you can contact Sister Sally Stevens at 971-269-6902 to get more information. It is a $20 donation, and your shoes are included. And um, all proceeds go to purchase blood pressure monitors and pedometers. So you're giving to a worthy cause, and you are helping yourself maintain your blood pressure. Uh, this is uh, November the 12th. You can go and bowl. It's a $20 donation. You can contact Sally Stevens at 971-269-6902 for more information. They will be bowling at the Kingpins at 3550 Southeast 92nd Avenue. That's right here in Portland, Oregon on November the 12th. Please contact Sally Stevens at 971-269-6902. And that's a $20 donation. Amen. Truly, it pays to keep our hearts taking good care of our hearts. Amen. We want to do uh, be good stewards and good keepers of our temples. Also want you to know that Passing Art Theater Company here in Portland will be presenting Black Nativity. This Portland tradition is back for four live performances, um, December the 1st through the 4th at the Brunish Theater. The Brunish Theater is located at 1111 Southwest Broadway Avenue on the fourth floor. This is downtown Portland. You may purchase your tickets now, now, and you don't want to miss out on the Black Nativity. Um, You can get more ticket information by going to Passing Art. It's P-A-S-S-I-N-A-R-T dot o-r-g for more information and you can also uh, get your tickets there amen we want to promote and we want to support our black owned theater company on december the first um the show friday night is at seven thirty. saturday and sunday the shows will be at three o'clock p.m And so we want you to get your tickets, get your tickets. Don't wait, don't wait. Also want to let you know that the Passing Arts Theater Company, um, they are seeking volunteers. Um, Passing Arts is seeking committee members and volunteers for the Second Pacific Northwest Multicultural Readers Series and Film Festival. This will be sponsored Um, on August the 17th through the 20th, uh, 2023 in Portland, Oregon. And they are looking for people to um, work on the committee and to volunteer for this event. If you would like to volunteer or like to be a part of the committee, just send an email to passingart at yahoo.com. That's P-A-S-S-I-N. A-R-T at yahoo.com. Remember, Passing Art is a theater company. and It is an African-American theater company producing theater um, and producing theaters whose mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire artists and audiences while addressing critical issues facing our community, and to celebrate our history and culture. So we want us to, we want to support, we want to get involved, and we want to help keep passing art um, busy, amen. If we show up, they will continue to have productions for us. Those are our announcements. You need further information, please reach out to me at GSS. MBC at yahoo.com. I will definitely be glad to share those announcements with you. And if you have an announcement that you would like to make, 
We definitely want to make that announcement. It is prayer time, my brothers and sisters. Pastor Laws, please press one. Uh, We're going to bring Pastor Laws on that she may take us to the throne of grace. And then we are going to hear a song. And then we will be ready to receive a word from Lady Beth Schreiber. I now yield this call over to Pastor Pamela Laws. Glory, 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 oh glory to your name, oh God. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, oh God, for this is the day that you have made, oh God, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, Father, we shall be thankful unto you and will bless your name. God, we we just glorify you for another day that you've allowed us to see, oh God, one we've never seen before and one we'll never see again. And so we've decided, oh God, today, Father, we might as well, and since it is our reasonable service, oh God, that we give you the glory today, oh God, and that we give you the honor today, oh God, that we that we submit ourselves unto your mighty hand. God, I'm grateful Oh, God, for this time, oh, God, of sharing in your word, I bless the Lord, Father, for each and every one that has joined us here on the line tonight, oh, God, whatever office, oh, God, they may serve in, oh, God, it is your children, oh, God, Father, who have come tonight, God, to lock arm and arm in prayer. You told us in your word that we're two or three are gathered together in your name, oh, God. Father, that you would be in the midst, and so we thank you for always being with us. And, Father, we thank you, Daddy, for always having our back, God, uh, encouraging us to know, God, that we are the apple of your eye, oh, God, that when you created us, oh, God, you said it was very good. And so, Daddy, we thank you. I thank you for Pastor Pennington, oh, God. I thank you, oh, God, for Pastor Black, oh, God, my sisters in the ministry, God, I thank you. Hallelujah, oh God, for for the butterfields. God, I bless you. I had the opportunity, God, to lay physical eyes on them today, God, and it was such a blessing, oh God, to to thank them, amen, for this platform, to thank them uh, for this opportunity, oh God, for us to share your word to the masses, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for continuing to use uh, men and women, oh God, after your own heart, oh God, Father, that have love for your people, oh God, that have hearts, hallelujah, for your people. We thank you for them tonight in the name of Jesus, that you would continue to grow them, oh God, that you would continue to use them to do your will, oh God, that we would remain humble, oh God. Fathers, we continue to serve in the kingdom, oh God. The Bible declares that the harvest is great, oh God. Ah, but the laborers are few, oh God. Father, we're asking that you continue to send laborers, oh God, for the harvest. And so we thank you for it tonight, oh God. Fathers, we come to stand, God, firm and flat-footed, God, as we come to stand with the woman of God who will break the bread of life tonight, oh God. We thank right now in advance for every yoke, oh God, that will be destroyed, God, every burden, oh God, that will be removed. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, God, for every crooked path, oh, God, that'll be made straight. Father, we thank you that you're going to give beauty. Hallelujah. Through your word, oh, God, for ashes, oh, God. We thank you for it tonight, God, that you will use her in such a mighty way. God, we thank you. Oh, God, in advance, Father, for those that are going to come and say, what must I do to be saved, God? We honor you, O oh God, because we know that your word, hallelujah, is true. Hallelujah. You told us, hallelujah, that when heaven and earth passes away, your word, God, is going to stand. It's, it's going to remain. And, and so we are going to declare it, O oh God, from the mountaintop. So, God, we are going to declare it, O oh God, oh, from the valley, O oh God, we we're going to declare it, oh God, wherever there's hurt and, and pain and confusion, oh God, we're going to declare your word because we know that your word, Father, you said would not return unto you void, oh God, but it will accomplish that which you set it out to do. And so we thank you, hallelujah, Father, for being a keeper of your word. We thank you, oh God, for the miracles, hallelujah, that you're doing, oh God, even now. 
Father, we're asking that you would roam hospital halls, that your angels, oh God, Father, would roam the halls. Holy Spirit would roam the hospital halls, oh God, wherever there's a need, wherever there's a heart, oh God. Father, that is crying out, God, to you, oh God. Father, that your ministering angels, oh God, Father, would be there, hallelujah. Father, that they would hear, that you would hear, incline your ear, oh God, to hear the cries of your children. Father, we thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, for we know that you cannot fail, that you can do all things but fail. God, we believe it. We believe it today, oh God, because you are a keeper of your word, God. We thank you. We thank you, oh God. Father, that as we are trusting in you, oh God, Father, and as we are moving in you, oh God, we will not uh, 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 fear, God, from the path, God. We shall maintain our position, oh God. And so as we share the good news of your death, burial, resurrection, and your soon return, God, as we continue to let our light so shine, oh God, that men may see our good works, oh God, but glorify you, Father. We ask right now, God, that you be pleased, oh God, Father, with the work of your children, oh God. Father, that you be pleased, oh God, with the things that we say, oh God, that we will not get weary, hallelujah, and well-doing for you told us in due season, God, we're going to reap if we faint not. And so, God, we have stay in power tonight, oh God. Father, we have diligence, oh God, hallelujah, because you said you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. And so, God, we thank you tonight, God, for all things, because you do all things well. God, we glorify you tonight, God, as you're touching God. Some need you for one thing, and daddy, some need you for another. But I thank you because you see all and you know all, God, you know what we stand in need of, oh God, even before we ask for it, oh God. So hear our hearts cry tonight, Father, as we yield ourselves to the word. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Father, for every soul that is going to be touched tonight, God. We thank you for what you're doing. God, we thank you for what you're going to do, oh God. Father, if we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough, oh God. But we're now, hallelujah, God, ready to receive that which you have for your people. And we believe there is a word in the house tonight. So, Father, have your way and move by your spirit. Daddy, we love you. God, we adore you, and we will not take it back. Is these and other blessings we ask in Jesus Christ, your matchless name we pray, and for sake we say amen, amen, and praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, you get the glory, hallelujah, you get the praise, hallelujah, you get the glory, hallelujah, you get the praise, hallelujah. Glory. You get the glory. 
and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping him. And some Levites of the Kohathites and the Karahites stood up to praise the Lord with a very loud voice. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe and remain steadfast to his prophets, and you shall prosper. When he had consulted with the people, watch this, he appointed singers to sing to the Lord and praised him in their holy garments as they went out before the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were self-slaughtered. Yikes. Whew. So what are we looking at here? We see that apparently praise must confuse the enemy. Ha! The first thing that Jehoshaphat did was he started to fear. Now, a lot of times we get caught up in fear, you know, things going on, and our first instinct is to start fearing. But then he refocused. Whew. That's what I preach all the time. Where is he focused? He set himself to seek the Lord. He was determined to hear from God. He needed a battle plan, and only God can give him one that was sure to succeed. When we have trouble, we need to develop the habit of running to God instead of to people, or whatever your go-to might be. When trouble comes, do you run to the phone or to the throne? <laughs> That's a good question. Someone and we see that Jehoshaphat by acknowledging how great, awesome, powerful, and wonderful the Lord is. Then he, but this is so funny, then he began relating specific mighty acts that God had performed in the past to protect his people and uphold the promises he had made. And in finally presenting his request, he expressed his confidence that God would handle the problem. He said in so many words, oh, by the way, our enemies are coming against us to try to take away the possession that you gave us for our inheritance. I just thought that I'd mention this little problem to you, Lord, but you're so great. I know that you already have it under control. <laughs> so when we do ask God for help, we need to remember that he hears us the first time we ask. We don't really have to keep on asking and asking and asking again and again and again because God has a plan for our deliverance. Even before the situation arises, he knows what we need. He's not surprised by the situation. He is not up there wringing his hands, running around like a chicken with his head cut off, saying, I did not see that coming. Oh, me, oh, my. <laughs> our job is to focus on him and his mighty power worshiping him, praising him in the midst of it all, because he always has a winning battle plan. Hallelujah. He's always got it. Whew, he's always got your back. And I was looking at verse 12, and it, it says, we do not know what to do. How many times are we in situations when we don't know what to do? But it says, but our eyes are upon you. These folks realized a few things right away. They had no might against their enemies. They didn't know what to do. And most importantly, they needed to have their eyes focused on God. How many of us realize, I don't know what to do, but I do know that I need to focus on the Lord. Hallelujah. We need to get our eyes right. We need to get our focus right. Hallelujah. Get our position right. Hallelujah. Then we see the Lord responding like this. He said, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your position. Stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you. Fear not nor be dismayed. So what is your position? What's my position? Is it one of abiding in Jesus? And entering the rest of God? Is it one of waiting on the Lord continually with our eyes focused upon him, doing what he directs? 
or not? This is a big question. <laughs> is our eyes looking at him to see what he wants us to do? Are our ears listening to what he's saying to do or not? Jehoshaphat's position in this story was bowed down. I love this. It says in, eight, in verse 18 that he bowed his head with his face to the ground and all of the people, not just one or two, but all of the people fell down before the Lord and worshiped the Lord. Some of them stood up to praise with a loud voice. And then he appointed singers, I love this, he appointed singers to sing and praise the Lord as they went for the army. The praisers went out before the army, giving thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going out praising first? Whew. What kind of, what kind of day would that be? Then in verse 22, the, as, the, as they sang and worshipped and praised the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against the enemy. Whew, won't he do it? The enemy was so confused by this madness <laughs> that they started killing each other. This is brilliant. Can you imagine what would happen in your life, man of God? What would happen in your life, woman of God, if you went out praising, singing, and worshiping right smack dab in the midst of the chaos. Shoo, what would it, I, can, I can't even hardly imagine what would happen. I love this story because, you know, things were looking pretty dim. Things were looking pretty dire because they didn't know what they were going to do. They were outnumbered. The battle looked big. A lot of times we're faced with situations that we don't know what we're going to do. We ain't got no answers. This and saying that and that and saying this and they're all saying something else and this and over here saying something else and, and we don't know if we're coming or going. But in the midst of all of that, what would it look like if you praised God anyhow? If you went out praising God anyhow, in the midst of any situation that comes up, if you went out with your hands raised saying, Jesus, I know you got it. I praise you and I worship you in the midst of it all. I sing glory to your name, Jesus. I lift you up because you're awesome, Lord. I lift you up because you're amazing, Lord. I lift you up because you are above all of these things, Lord, and I look to you. I fix my eyes up on you, Lord, because I know that you know what to do, even though I don't have a clue. But I do know that I can praise you, Lord, anyhow. Hallelujah. I, I think that the position today should be I'm going to praise him anyhow. I'm going to reposition myself today, reposition if I'm not already in a position of looking to God first, praising God first, Today's my day to turn it around, hallelujah, to reposition and know that Jesus has got our back, hallelujah. He's got the answers. He didn't look down and say, oh, I didn't see it coming, uh-uh. He didn't say, I got you, honey. I got you, honey. Just let me have it. Give me all, give me all your troubles, baby. Give it all to me because I've got your answer, hallelujah. And once we realize that he has got it, whoo. That's when we're going to see a change. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, but, you know, we're talking about position. Now, a lot of people get stuck in a position. You know, a lot of folks are raised in an environment of doubt. You know, I honestly, growing up, I had the, I had the mentality of not expecting anything good to happen. <laughs> that way I'd never be disappointed. Hello. You see a lot of people like that sometimes today. You know, I was raised in church. But, I mean, for a long time, I didn't have enough faith to knock a fly off my shoulder. I had plenty of faith that nothing good was going to happen. This is sad, but, but true, you know. So my position was forged in doubt. I couldn't get, I couldn't seem to get above the water. It seemed like I was always sinking into depression, lack, low self-esteem. There wasn't no peace because I didn't understand about the Holy Spirit. I had one of them Sunday morning religions, you know, that kind that makes you sort of happy for about two hours when you're in service. But then once you get back home, you know, you're walking back into that hole, if you will, walking back into that reality. And then, and then you're just assuming that that position. Well, I didn't understand, and a lot of folks, I think, don't understand relationship with the Holy Spirit. 
So this, you know, this can go on with people for years because they, they just they just don't know. I say it all the time. Sometimes people don't know. So, you know, a lot of times you see people and their whole testimony is gloom, doom, despair, you know, and they're so sad and, and they don't even realize that they're staying in this position and not really knowing how to get out, you know. But a lot of times your position, unfortunately, could be based on being bound up by religion now this word religion comes from the latin word religio which means bondage mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of times you know you can get caught up in doing the things you think you're supposed to do or or you know or going to church you know at a certain time and raising your hands and saying amen at a certain time but you're not really digging in and understanding what this relationship with the Holy Spirit will actually do for you. You know, so they're locked in a certain way, you know, of doing uh, doing things and having a heck of a time trying to trying to get on with, you know, with anything different. But what can change? What changed me was I find, finally, after all them years, I finally started getting into the Word of God. Now, you would think me growing up in church that I'd be in the Word of God all the time, but really I wasn't really, you know, truthfully really in it all that much. You know, and a lot of times, you know, I think a lot of people get caught up in doing this, that, and the other, and they're not really in the Word as much as they should be, you know. But but I love this. You know, I was – a lot of times people are, are a worry wart because, you know, they, they say, oh, I took this after my parents. I took this after my mom. But instead – now that they have this relationship with Jesus, they can say, no, I don't worry because I take it after my father God, this peace that he only that he only can give. Hallelujah. So John 8, 31 and 32 says this. This is actually the King James Version. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Now, we've heard this a lot, but I was thinking about this. So, to be set free, watch this, to be set free is an event, you know, getting set free. But to be made free is an experience. Being set free is temporal, but being made free can transcend time. Transcend actually means to rise above or go beyond the limits of. I thought that was just so cool because you hear that all the time and you think, you know, well, I've been, you know, I've been set free. But then what happens when life hits, you know, suddenly people can find themselves kind of back in the same position that they were in to begin with. But John fourteen six says this, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the truth rises above and goes beyond the limits of your natural thinking. So I'm here to tell you it's time to take the limits off. Hallelujah. What is the truth? Jesus. So knowing him and relationship with him causes freedom. Hallelujah. We sing that all the time. Freedom. We were made in his image and likeness. So is Jesus free? Yes, then so are we. We were made free in the in the very beginning when he knit you together in your mother's womb. You were not created to be in bondage. Hallelujah. This is a hallelujah word. The more we focus on him, the truth, we start to see that living from his perspective, kingdom perspective is the way It was always supposed to be. Why? Because of Ephesians 2 and 6, it says, And he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere in Christ Jesus. This is crazy good. He raised us up together. That means our position is kingdom. So if we're seated with him in heavenly places, and that's our true, real position, then we can look down on the things below and not even be phased by it. Hello. This is great. Hebrews 12 and 2. 
looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith. We don't have to be bound up to what's happening in this world around us. Hallelujah. You don't have to be bound up. This is good news. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says this, You were bought with a price, Woo. purchased with a preciousness, and paid for, made his own. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 1 and 1 says, this is from Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart to preach the, the gospel good news of and from God. And 1 Corinthians 6:17 says, but the person who is united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shoot, I want to be united with the Lord, don't you? <laughs> I want to be bound to him, bound up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus so that there's less of me and more of him. What would that look like if there was more of Jesus in you than Sister Sue or Brother Bob or Sister Beth or whatever, you know? If there was more of Jesus, what if they looked at you and saw a reflection of Jesus instead of instead of your mug? Hello, what an awesome thing that would be. And that's the way it's supposed to be because if we're tied to him, bound to him, we're created to be just like him, then, hello, that's what I want. That's what I want is to be more like him. Hallelujah. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this, Come unto me, all you that labor and are, heavenly, or are heavy laden, sorry, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is great. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Can you imagine? Can you imagine such a thing? Living in the comfort of the peace of Jesus at all times. Whew. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Philippians 3.13 says this, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. Hallelujah. You know, I want to forget, and I know you do too, a lot of people, you know, I want to forget what happened back yonder. I want to forget about things that happened in the past. You know, some not so great. <laughs> Hello. But, you know, we can do that when we have this relationship with, with Jesus, when we get out of religion and get into relationship, because we've heard it preached so many times. Jesus came that you would have relationship with him he didn't want you to be tied up and bound up to a religion he wanted you to be tied up and bound up to him because he's the ultimate peace bearer hallelujah and then philippians 3 12 through 15 now this is the message translation this is such a cool version of this this is so cool listen i'm not li- i'm not saying that i have this all together that i have it made that I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. So let's on that goal those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision, and you'll see it yet. Hallelujah. Isn't that such a cool <laughs> that message? Is a true, is a cool translation, a cool version. But you know what? It's so true. You know, a lot of times we don't have it all together. We don't have it. You know, we ain't got it all down pat. But, you know, as long as we're in this wonderful relationship with Jesus, when we can learn to focus on him in the midst of everything and realize, you know, what our position really is. You don't have to be beat down by the enemy. You don't have to be whooped up by the enemy all the time. Because if you go in praising the Lord in the midst of every situation, when you go in praising and worshiping and acknowledging God being the amazing uh, God that he is, being the amazing 
savior that he is, the enemy ain't going to know what in the world to do with you, honey. He's going to think that you are a nut bar running around praising God anyhow. Hallelujah. Just keeping your eyes focused on Jesus anyhow. That's always my message. Fixing your focus on Jesus anyhow. It might look crazy going on all around you, things going on in the world, things going on next door, down the street. It don't even matter because Jesus, if I can keep my eyes focused on Jesus, that's when I'm going to see things turn around. That's when I, that nothing else is going to matter if I keep my eyes fixed upon Jesus in the midst of it all. He's going to fight my battles. Hallelujah. He's going to cause the enemy to turn around and start whooping up on each other. Hallelujah. Because they can't withstand the presence of God. The enemy cannot withstand the presence of God in your life child of God. The enemy cannot withstand it when you're saying, I choose to worship Jesus anyhow. I choose that my position today is focusing on him in the midst of it all. Hallelujah. I've decided I'm going to make Jesus my all in all. I've decided I'm going to look to Jesus in the midst of every situation. I've decided I'm going to look to Jesus no matter what the doctor says, no matter what they say, no matter what mama says, no matter what sister says, it don't make no difference because I serve Jesus, and they ain't nothing better. They ain't nothing bigger, hallelujah, than Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. And I'm going to go ahead and end with that. And I do want to mention, I didn't clear this with Pastor Black first, but I do want to mention that my book, Fix Your Focus by Beth Schreiber, is still available anywhere books are sold. So if you're looking to Christmas shop for your uh, family or loved ones or even for yourself to get a better grasp on keeping your eyes on Jesus no matter what, remember that, that my book was released last June and it is still available anywhere books are sold. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Black, thank you so much. Hello? Hello? Hello?